Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this Monday, the 13th day in February of 2023. I'm your host, Michael Kimmett, bringing you four of the most crucial current events in cyber and technology that you need to start your week. We're going to start in Iran. Iran is a country in the Middle East that has had some civil rights issues lately, and those have manifested in a cyber attack. There is a group called Erlate Ali, which is uh, translated to Ali's Justice. And the group disrupted state TV and radio transmissions on the 11th of February. They, they disrupted a presidential speech that was given to commemorate the day of revolution that Iran celebrates. And during this outage, they actually posted or aired their own video claiming that they needed death to the current supreme leader in Iran. And this is all very interesting. Uh, the group has been fairly active since some civil rights issues uh, began earlier in 2022, and the group is calling on citizens to protest their government at an unspecified public demonstration on the 16th of February. So here we see that when countries are having difficulties in the area of civil rights, some of those individuals, uh, whether they're in Iran or not, support the people of those nations with hacktivism. We're going to move from hacktivism to ransomware. There's a ransomware module known as CLOP, C-L-O-P, and at least one group has been using CLOP very heavily lately, claiming to have stolen data from over 125 companies, and they did it by abusing a service known as Go Anywhere, which is a very popular file transfer tool that is secure. Now, Go Anywhere is made by a company called Fortra. And Fortra got a little grief because they didn't publicly release any details about this zero day. Zero day just means that they knew about it because suddenly someone was abusing it. Researchers didn't necessarily find it. The good news is that Fortra has immediately address this zero-day vulnerability. It is patchable. Uh, it is now tracked as CVE 2023-0669. So if you use Go Anywhere uh, from Fortra or anyone in your organization does, you need to patch immediately because there are already over a hundred organizations that are victims of the CLOP ransomware group and you don't want to be among them. Someone that is amongst the victim list of ransomware is the city of Oakland. Late last Wednesday night, the city announced that they had taken in all of their systems offline. Now, those systems luckily don't include critical services like emergency services, 911, or others. Those services, the city say, are still very much available to residents. But again, all the impacted systems that the city of Oakland uses for day-to-day -day tasks and government officiating have been taken offline. The city warns that there will be massive delays until a resolution is found. There's been zero insight into which ransomware module this is, what the ransom was, what data may have been stolen from the city of Oakland, which could include things like employee details, city details, company details, etc., what you need to know is that cities and municipalities make really good targets for cyber criminals because there are, generally speaking, lots of data about residents and employees and city plans. Also, 
cities have generally funds that they would be able to pay ransomware gangs or criminals, and so these criminals will continue to target these cities and municipalities. If you're in the city of Oakland, keep an eye out in case this breach includes your data. And we're going to end today in Russia. Now, Russia is getting a uh, harder look in terms of technology because of something that the head of their uh, government, or the Duma committee, uh, said. Alexander uh, Henstein is the uh, head of the information policy part of the Duma committee. And they announced that the Russian government is evaluating a law that would avoid punishing hackers acting in the, quote, interests of Moscow. Now, some of you, especially those who follow the podcast, might know that there are a number of pro-Russian hacktivists, like Kilnet, for example, who conduct attacks uh, that seem to coincide with, quote, Moscow's interests, and those individuals don't appear to be punished. And so, um, this individual goes on to say in uh, the media that Russia has obliged, quote-unquote, these criminals in the past, but legislation that would exempt them from punishment may actually help Russians be more pro-Russian and target those outside the country. Now, what's interesting here about this is that there have been notoriously at least one ransomware group where there were members in Ukraine. And so with uh, increasingly groups of cyber criminal elements, they're not bound by a building by a small geographic area. You can be a part of a cybercrime group in the United States and your uh, partner live in Saudi Arabia. Or you can be a part of a cyber group where a lot of the members are in China and you're in Australia, or etc. And so these cross-boundary dynamics make laws like this very difficult. But what it does show is that the Russian government wants to promote hacktivism that operates in its interests which gives the Russian government a sort of shield because when cyber attacks happen, cybersecurity researchers and governments and law enforcement have to figure out, was this a hacktivist who we know just won't be tried under Russian law, or was it the Russian government? And if the Russian government is aware of these cyber crimes, uh, do they not have an obligation to pursue criminal activity? So there's a lot going on here to unpack it. What you need to know is that the Russian government is considering exempting hacktivists in Russia for criminal activity as long as it doesn't attack Russian interests. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic and outstanding Monday. It's going to be a great week. So stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy. Michael Kimmett signing off. Ciao. Welcome back, listeners. Today's tip of the cap goes to a football team. The Kansas City Chiefs out of the state of Missouri are getting a sincere tip of the cap for being the best football, American football, team in the United States. The National Football League champions were crowned for the second time uh, in about four years. 
after they defeated their opponents, the Eagles, late in the game. And uh, so to you, Kansas City Chiefs, a sincere tip of the cap for your dedication and for being crowned the league's champions. And please keep on footballing.